Do you need treatment or surgery? There's no need to wait or travel abroad. Receive treatment at Kingsbridge Private Hospital in Belfast or Ballykelly under the Northern Ireland Planned Healthcare Scheme at potentially no cost. Why wait? Text hello to 51777 or visit kingsbridgeprivatehospital.com for further information. It's too warm today. I can't think straight to be rude. I can't imagine or make jokes about Brian in the nude. Yeah, I've nothing to say that's nasty or scathing. I'm bringing the radio outside to do some sunbathing. Fill me with your DIY knowledge, Brian Clunan. Well, he's optimistic. Isn't he sunbathing today? I somehow... I don't think so. Mr. Jingle it's also, Man. It's also not an image I needed in my head at this hour of the morning, I have to say. None of us did. Mr. Jingle Man may be in Lanzarote, I suspect, but anyway. Weather forecast for the next few days isn't too bad. Yeah, no, it's not too bad. We are coming back to school time. Yeah, it's a given, isn't it? Mm. Yeah. And leaving cert. It's, those are the two yeah. clockworks every year. Yeah. Staring out of the exam hall at the yes. sunshine. And then when the schools go back, just thinking, it's, why wasn't it like that during the summer? It's incredible, yeah. Mm. Anyway, let's get down to beeswax. And our first DIY question is from somebody with uh, an electronic safe. And the batteries for this safe are inside the safe. Yes. And the problem is we have jewellery inside the safe and it's not opening. There is a slot for a key in case of emergency. Yeah. Which is great. If only, if only they could find <laughs> the key. Yeah, all right, mm. okay. Yeah, sorry. I suppose that was kind of a given when they when they were phoning in. So um, sometimes, if you go back to where you bought it, they can order a key for you, an override key. But rarely, it depends on the quality of the safe. How much did you spend for the safe? If you spent a hundred euros for a safe, you're not going to get any of that sort of backup. If you spend five hundred, you probably will. You know that sort of thing. Um, now, having said that, we've had. And it was, I, I can't remember, was it a listener who phoned in or was it a customer in our own shop who said it? But we've had success for a number of people with simply, so if you have, do you remember years ago, if you uh, had a radio, you had something that didn't use a lot of power and the batteries were gone and you would put the batteries on a radiator for a few minutes and pop them in and you'd get a bit more power out of them. So what this... I, it was a customer in the shop he, and and actually he was even older than me because he would remember doing this mm. and he said what about if you put a heat source on it so what you do is if if the battery if the safe was being used in the relatively recent time uh, by which I mean in the last few months um, applying heat to the door will heat up the batteries and almost certainly put enough power back into them to allow you to open the door. So it's put... Uh, I think he's onto something there because you see it annually. Electric cars in wintertime don't travel as far because the batteries are affected by ah, the cold weather. Weather, yeah, yeah, of course. Batteries like heat. Yes. I remember sometimes rolling a battery in between my hands to create the friction and warm uh, them up. Probably won't work with the car though, will it? A little bit more difficult. Yeah, All right, probably, yes. probably. So in this particular case, just apply a heat source. So, so a fan chance. heater. Okay. A fan heater. Mm. To, for about five minutes to or a hairdryer the front hairdryer might if it depends on the hairdryer I, I, I haven't used a hairdryer in quite <laughs> some time so I don't know how powerful they are now uh, so presumably some of the new ones are very powerful um, so yeah a, a fan heater or a strong hairdryer hairdryer you'd probably leave it on for about five or ten minutes mm. uh, fan heater 
three, four, five minutes would be enough, and then try it, and hopefully it will work. You and only also need be that aware, tiny bit of juice to unlock very little, mm. very, very little. Um, and the other thing then to say is that uh, the some of those safes have a little. If you look closely, you'll see a plus and a minus on it. Where even though most of them use four. AA batteries there is a little contact point on the outside where you can put the 9 volt the smoke alarm battery up to it and just hold it up against it so just have a look at that in case that is on it a lot of safes have that now so just a little plus and minus where you would put the smoke alarm battery the two contact ends hold it up against it and try the safe and see whether that works Now Pat in Clumbalogue asks, what's the best way to get mildew off brickwork? So, mildew and brickwork would be unusual. If it's a black spot, I presume that's what they mean. So it's a black algae or black mildew. And I would always say just try a little bit. There's a um, thing called farmer's friend or sodium hypochlorite or brick. There's two different types. There's a brick acid and then there's a sodium hypochlorite cleaner. So the sodium hypochlorite cleaner is, it's like a very strong bleach. Um, and you would mix it, brush it. They always do these jobs, be it the acid or be it the bleach. Always do them in wet weather. So wait for a bit of rain. Wait for it to be wet all night where it's continually wet. And th- there's two reasons for that. Obviously, the first thing is dirt is easier to remove when it's softer but the other thing is it, the brick is no longer absorbent it's already saturated you do not want to put on particularly the acid you don't want to put the acid on and have it sucked into the dry brick you want it sitting on the surface um, so brush in both cases it's the same thing brush it on leave it 20 minutes scrub it off but if it's the brick if it's the acid make pay particular attention to washing it off you don't want to leave acid active. Remember also be aware of the surface below. So if it's gravel, it's fine. If it's tarmac, either acid, tarmac doesn't like either acid or sodium hypochlorite. So you need to wash that away really, really well. I'm just looking back on comments from the NCT going cashless. Oh yes. And I love the Midlands. (laughs) Well. No, because we do not swallow bullshit here in the way that people (laughs) do perhaps elsewhere in the country because the NCT statement said that this move was in the interests of safety and convenience. And Stephen rightly challenges this. He says, if COVID-19 is academically and medically agreed to be an airborne virus, then surely NCT staff entering a compromised vehicle where the owner had COVID, that would be a risk to them, rather than going uh, to handle cash. Uh, Because I understood and it's a, that it was really primarily aimed at stopping no-shows. Mm. That's what I understood is the real reason for it. So that the problem is you book in your... You, like, you know how long, how long it can take to get an NCT test? And it's like, the, it's like the appointments in the health service. You know, if you don't show, I believe, it doesn't matter if you're a public patient or not, I believe, it doesn't matter if it's a fiver. If you're charged something you will bloody turn up. And the number of no-shows they have in the health service for appointments, and equally well, I gather there's a lot of no-shows in the NCT test because you don't have to pay for it in advance. But my understanding is when you book it again, there is a penalty. Ah, okay. I don't think you get off scot-free. Okay, good. I'm glad. 
And I'm glad. Yeah. Another caller says their doctor insists on card only. Uh, they don't take payment anymore by cash. And Ina disagrees profoundly with this cashless society. It should always be an option for people. But uh, cashless, says another caller, means more money for the banks because they get a cut of every transaction. So, anyway. I remember years ago, by the way, being in... um I was in an elderly lady's house and I have a problem, knees, as you know, and I was like limping a bit and rubbing the knee and this lady opened a press. She said, here, I have some, what was it, diphane gel. And I said, oh, no, 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 you're grand. You know, I'm not going to take this little old lady's diphane gel. And she said, no, 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 I won't. I'll, I'll get some myself if, if, if you think it's good. And she said, no, 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 look, look. So she opens a press. Now, I'm not exaggerating. There was 50 tubes of diphen gel unused in the press and the reason was it was on her prescription mm. and it was free so she was taking it every month and the minute now I don't know this because I never went back to that lady again on a delivery but um, I would imagine the minute the 50 cent charge came in per item she stopped taking it so there's a definite merit in, in, in making people accountable for, even in the smallest way, for things like that. Brian Clunan, TD, <laughs> is here <laughs> until 11. Mr. Fixes with Brian Clunan. Call 0818-300-183 and put our two man to the test. Are you being sarcastic, Clunan? No, I wouldn't. I I'm actually admire your shirt. Now, he gave me a compliment and that's unusual. Well, in fact, it's, it's very upsetting. unusual you, that you actually wear a nice shirt. So I just felt it was appropriate to comment on it. It's 10 years old, but I haven't fit it into not. it in 10 years. Wow. You're doing a lot of cycling, I hear. Big, big mileage, big kilometre each. It's all or nothing. So there's a six day a week workout regime at the moment. Wow. Yeah, yeah that's impressive. Well done. Diet to go with it. And, and do you do that in the morning or the evening? Uh, lunchtime more so all oh, right. Yeah, mm. I find it very hard to do anything in the evening I'm tired in the evening I find it hard to motivate myself to to exercise in the evening and yet yeah. I don't have time in the morning so I, it's a, obviously a motivation issue rather than anything else no you're dead right evening is a write off I think for most of us anyway shall we do talk DIY oh, alright okay mm. then so the next query is about uh, descaling an iron which is meant to descale itself occasionally and it spews out dirty steam and water and God knows what else. It's the type with a separate water tank and I use water that has been through a softener and boiled. So what can I do, asks Bernie in Bunbrosna. Do you know the type she's describing? Yeah, so it has a, it has a, a tank. Now, I'm not familiar with those to know whether you can... Well, I suppose this is you do need this. You need to run it through the iron. So what you simply do is you get some of the safest of the descalers, and the safest descaler that I know of is the lime-free kettle or all-purpose descaler. The all-purpose one in this mm-hmm. case, it's the same descaler. It's just at a bigger size. Made in the Midlands. Made in the Midlands. He gets exactly. commission every time he mentions. <laughs> he them. does not, and I just like anything that's that's good and anything that's local, but. Um, but in this particular case, what you're going to do is, you know, the end of your ironing board normally has a, a kind of a wire rack that you can sit the, the iron down on. Um, if that's solid, this doesn't work. But if it's a wire rack that is 
just literally chrome racking that allows the steam through it, then you can sit, you can, you, what I always suggest is do this outside. So what you do is you fill or half fill the tank in the, in the, the, in the, the, the water tank of the iron, pour in the descaler, sit the iron facing down, turn it to high temperature and full steam and let it steam away through it outside. Now, alternatively, you could get two bricks, two rocks, two anything that's heat resistant and sit the iron down near the ground and just have the thing steam away. So it's it's now picking up the descaler and it's passing it through the iron. Just be careful. What's coming out is a very mild acid. Now, very, very mild I wouldn't worry about it staining um, concrete, but it could stain tarmac. So maybe the best thing is bring it over to the lawn and do it on the lawn or do it on the flower bed and just let it steam away for 10, 15 minutes until most of the stuff has gone out of the tank and that the iron will now be completely clear. Then empty out the tank, put some water, clean water in it and steam it again for about two minutes just to make sure all the descaler has gone out of it. A Kildare listener says, you often mention a bug bomb and they're wondering, would it have any effect on woodworm in timber in the attic? Yes. Now, a bug bomb, it's a brilliant little product. You light it. So it's it's very small. It has a little bit of paper in the top, like a fi- or a fuse sometimes, depending on the size, like a firework. But it's not a firework. So when you light it, you know, there's one, the biggest one has, do you remember the old Tom and Jerry ads when they used to light the dynamite mm-hmm. and it all sparks and, you know, it has a fuse like that. And that can kind of scare people because they feel, oh my God, I have to run, it's going to explode. It's a bomb. We shouldn't really call it a bomb, but it gets the name across better than anything else. But what happens is when the fuse burns down, be it the paper fuse or the sparkly fuse, when it burns down, it then just smoulders for three or four hours and it fills every part of the room with this vapour that kills every bug, including woodworm. And this is the time, June, July, August, uh, is the time to treat woodworm because they're active now at the moment. So in, in the case of the attic, now the only proviso I always say is it's because it's a bug bomb, because it's smouldering and giving out a type of sm- vapour, vapour rises. So if I had woodworm in the floor of the attic I'd probably still use the liquid spray Mm -hmm. but if I had it everywhere else anywhere else in the attic I'd use the bug bomb and uh, don't do it in a windy day because your attic is vented it is ventilated Um, but a calm day measure up as best you can it's very hard to measure your attic accurately but what you would be doing is measure the floor area of the house so step it's 40 foot long, it's 20 foot wide, and then you're dividing the roof height. So if, the, if it's up at the point, if it's 10 foot, 8 foot high, you're going to assume that it's half that because the roof tapers up in a normal, in a normal house. And then you multiply those three figures out. So you might say it's 4 foot by 40 foot by 20 foot, and that's... Divide then by nine to give you. Just bring in, go to your hardware shop or your whatever it is, yeah. and get they'll they'll work it out What's for that, you. Three thousand two hundred cubic feet. There you go. I well, think. Yeah, and uh, divide by nine to give you your cubic meterage roughly. Okay, and uh, then you f- you buy the appropriate bug bomb. Now, if it's very long, you'll probably have to put one. You put two in it, and what you'll do is you'll divide the space by four and come in. So, say it's 40 foot, you'll move in 10 foot and put one, move up another 10 foot and put another one, mm. and so on. So, but again, wherever you buy them, they'll explain everything to you and tell you what one you need or two you need or whatever. 
price wise? The biggest one is twenty quid. So you know you, you might need two in the attic. It's not. It's like the great thing about it. It's a very easy way, and it's a very inexpensive way of treating it. Nile in Clonbelogue, half of Clonbelogue. Uh, yeah, it's great. What's the Clonbelogue connection? I wonder. Can you lay laminate floor over carpet? In theory, if it's a very fine carpet, you could treat the carpet like an underlay. If it's a very tight, you know the way, say if you went into an office building, the carpet and the floor would be very, very uh, tight, a very tight, low weave or uh, what do you call it, pile, a very tight, low. So in theory, I don't see why not. But if it's, very, if it's very fluffy, high pile, I'd imagine that could cause you problems. But I don't know. Somebody listening will know. Back to the iron. Margaret suggests put a bit of bread soda on the iron, leave it for a while. That will do the trick. That was a descaling issue, wasn't it? Yeah. I don't know quite what that means, but I'm a great fan of bread soda for lots of things, but I don't see You might it need doing to explain that. a wee bit yeah. more there, Margaret. Yep. Jackie. Oh, this is a common one. The shower seems to be on very hot even when the temperature gauge is set to low. Again, descaling very yep. often, isn't it? Yep. So it's the nine times out of ten, if, you're, if your electric shower is running hot and cold, particularly if it just goes hot almost straight away, the, the, it's completely limed up. And uh, if you find descaling the shower head, sorts it out for a very short length of time, and then it goes back to being bad again, then it's definitely just limed up. So you need to get your descaler into the shower, leave it for a couple of hours, and it'll all be fizzing and hissing and mm. so on, and then just run it through on cold water uh, to make sure it's all gone out of the system before you actually have a shower. So all descalers are, are acid-based, uh, including the lime-free one, but the lime-free one is safer than most of them. Um, and it also has a colouring agent in it so at least you know when when it's gone you know for certain when it's gone when there's no longer any colour in the water Our guest after 11 was taxi regulator during the summer of discontent he's had various public sector roles but actually his first job was in the Montague Hotel in County Leash way back when today he works as ombudsman information commissioner and indeed Commissioner for various other things. How his office can help you after 11. Do you need treatment or surgery? There's no need to wait or travel abroad. Receive treatment at Kingsbridge Private Hospital in Belfast or Ballykelly under the Northern Ireland Planned Healthcare Scheme at potentially no cost. Why wait? Text hello to 51777 or visit kingsbridgeprivatehospital.com for further information. Mr. Fixit is here to take on your DIY dilemmas. Text or WhatsApp to 083 30 10 103. Brian Clunan is here from Clunan's Hardware in Tullamore and Pat has a problem with silverfish and is wondering what's the best way to remove them. Well, silverfish live, you see them, you know, they, they go in under the, the, you know, kitchens and bathrooms, they like damp areas. Um, they, they're in under the skirting board, in under the fridge, in under the freezer and things like that. So I would always say just get the a little tub of ant powder and puff it in all around the perimeter of the kitchen, the bathroom, wherever it is, and get a paintbrush and just brush it right in. So in the case of the skirting board, you kind of brush it in to that little tiny gap. But by doing that, you're, it's, it's invisible. 
No one can see it. No one can get near it. But if the silverfish pass over it, they die. That's really the best way of dealing with it. Andy? Margaret, back to her homemade solution for descaling the kettle. Yep. So in the section where the water goes, add a little bit of bread soda, some hot water, leave it for an hour, does the job and removes the smell, she says. Great. It's great for removing smells. Um, Will, can you use the bug bomb in a built-in press under the stairs? So obviously that's quite a confined area. Oh yeah, perfect. Yeah, like the more confined it is, the better. So actually I should have said for woodworm so a lot of people if they have say save woodworm in a piece of furniture and if it's a big piece of furniture you're wondering have you to take it out of the room and bring it out to the shed no you don't um, it, it kills so people use it in bedrooms for fleas they use it for bed bugs but you want it at its most concentrated for the woodworm because you're trying to get it right into all the gaps and crevices so what you would often do is you make a tent so say you have a sideboard a chest of drawers, whatever it is. So what you would do is you would uh, get a bed sheet, put something on top of the chest of drawers to to make it a little bit higher, to make the to make the tent higher, and then just drape a sheet or a tarpaulin or whatever it is, and then light the bug bomb inside the tent. Now obviously the bug bomb has to be. It is in a little plastic container, so you always put it in a cereal bowl or a biscuit tin or something non-flammable. And you would, I would always stay and watch the flame. So it's, again, even though it's called a bomb, it's not like a firework. You don't have to run. You watch the flame until the flame has burnt down completely, that it's only the smouldering. And now you can let the, the, the tent material, whatever it is, bed sheet, tarpaulin, whatever, let that drop. And now all the, the smouldering vapour is inside the tent which is where your piece of furniture is I'm going to show you a picture now of a silver bowl that Mary Duffy picked up in a charity shop and she says it is Indian in origin yes or seems to be anyway yep yep, a lot of Indian try not to knock the house down there sorry that's me breaking the, the phone anyway she's wondering how to clean it up so always remember with silver Indian silver is nearly always silver on brass. So the metal is brass and it has an EPS coating on it. And it tends to be a very, very thin coating of silver on it. So we would occasionally get somebody bringing in a piece, say a silver tray, and they're wondering all the middle of it has all gone gold and they don't know why. And the reason it's gone gold is somebody has cleaned it too aggressively and they've taken off the EPNS, the electric plated nickel silver coating, and it is revealing the base metal, the, the actual metal that the thing itself is made out of. So this is what you want to avoid at all costs. So you only use something that's designed for cleaning silver. So it's either a silver cleaning cloth, silvo, uh, uh, Goddard's long-term silver polish, or my favourite, it used to be called Duradlit, and it's now called Silver Wad- Silvo, the same brand as Brasso and Silvo, Silvo Wadding. And it comes in a, in a tin, like a jam jar size, small jam jar size, and you take it out and it's a material that's completely impregnated with cleaning material. But the reason it's so good is it doesn't deposit. Do you ever see, um, say, a brass auctioneer's sign or a brass 
doctor's sign and all the all around the edges you have this green build up of polish so that can happen with a lot of the liquid polishes it doesn't happen with the wadding so that's why I particularly like that there's a lot of detail in that and you could find that cleaning it would leave you know all that detail can leave some if you use the liquid will leave a deposit behind the wadding won't but just keep put on a pair of disposable gloves not that it's dangerous it's just that the black gets in under your nails and just keep polishing and polishing and polishing and then use an old rag to clean it all off and even though it's all got manky and black keep using the same piece of wadding until it disintegrates I know you were wary of Niall and Clombalogue's question about laying down the oh, laminate yeah. flooring over the carpet well G works in a flooring shop in Mullingar says please do not lay laminate over carpet it is a disaster and I really hope I'm not having to spend the rest of the week talking people out of it <laughs> Did you say why it's a disaster he or she? Uh, doesn't say No Just curious for the next time we get asked such a question. Mm-hmm. Next, does Brian have the name of a builder and plumber in the Dangan area? <laughs> no. Oh, my God. How do you get a plumber this weather? I just don't know. Anyway, if you have the name of a plumber and a builder in the Dangan area, please do let us know. Our next query, then, is from Jim in Athlone, who recalls you mentioned in prior years something you would place in the gutters before the leaves start falling from the trees and it stops them blocking up the gutter. But you yeah. can't remember the name. So there's loads of different brands and names. There's Hedgehog, there's uh, Twister, there's Hairy Molly, which is the one I like. So it's basically a long, 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 four metres long bottle brush. So the other way, the bottle brush is just a round bristle mm. that, and that with a long handle. This doesn't have a handle. It's just, it's all bristle. It's four metres long and you just clean out the gutter and pop it into it. And they're absolutely terrific. It's a stainless steel. The the part that would be the metal in that would in the handle of the bottle brush is stainless steel. And this is a fine uh, plastic bristle, but it allows all the water off the roof to go into the gutter. It doesn't allow any leaves to go into the gutter. The leaves simply, they, they, if, if it's a heavy, wet, let's say there's rain today and the, and the roof is covered in leaves, they go down as far as the bottle brush, the, the, the hairy molly. They sit there and then they get blown away or washed over the edge. Uh, so all the water goes in and none of the debris. So it really is, it's an excellent product. What's depressing is he's absolutely right. We're coming into the yeah, autumn period. And you can actually feel it in the last couple of days. I noticed the mornings, the mornings are a bit, a bit darker in the morning and the, yeah. it's getting, the, the, the evenings are getting shorter. The year is nearly two thirds over. Yeah, I suppose that's true. Almost every morning when I come down to the kitchen, there are one or two slugs on the kitchen floor and I have no idea where they could be coming from. Does Brian have any suggestions? Well, they're coming from outside, but it's how you deal with it. So just get the organic slug pellets. And most slug pellets nowadays are organic. They're a smaller blue pellet than the normal pellet, but you can still make them smaller again. You can make them into a powder by putting some of them in a plastic bag and get your rolling pin and just beat them, flatten them, you know, make them even smaller, make them into a, almost a powder. And then I would say the two places to put them are at the vents. So inside the vent or at the base of the vent, if you have any vents at near the floor level and then just at your doors. So they normally come in under the door. So what you would do is you put this outside, the, outside along the edge of the door and just again, like the ant powder, 
brush it in so it's no longer visible. That's why you made it into a powder to make it less visible to somebody coming in and out. And if you can put it both sides, if, if it suits, and just brush it in. So the organic ones are harmless to pets and animals and birds. So you needn't have any worry about there being any, any danger to you, anybody in the house, and it, that'll stop it. Brian, out of time. Next Wednesday, 20 past 10, shall we do it again? All going well. And you'll find him at Clunan's Hardware in Tullamore in the meantime. Mr. Fixes on Midlands 183.